Hello and welcome to Hot Issues of the Week, a weekly feature covering the major news headlines of the past week in Korea. I'm Jim Bully. Thank you for tuning in. Former President Im Young-bak is expected to be included in the end-of-year presidential pardons. The National Assembly passes the 2023 budget after a record delay and two former senior police officers have been detained in connection to the Itaewon crowd crush. These are the week's hot issues. Stay tuned. Former President Im Young-bak and former South Gyeonggang Province Governor Kim Kyung-soo are expected to receive presidential pardons ahead of the new year. The Justice Ministry's Pardon Review Committee held a meeting on Friday. And according to political and legal circles, the committee decided to include Lee and Kim in the list of special presidential pardons. The former president, whose 17-year prison sentence for corruption was suspended due to health reasons, will be granted a pardon with reinstatement. Former South Jiangsu Province Governor Kim Kyung-soo, a close aide to former President Moon Jae-in, will also receive a pardon but without reinstatement, which will disqualify him from running for office until 2028. Kim was sentenced to two years in prison in July last year on charges of manipulating online opinions in favour of Moon ahead of the 2017 presidential election. His prison term is set to end in May of next year. The review panel will report the list of people up for clemency to Justice Minister Han Dong-hoon, who will in turn make a report to President Yoon Suk-yeol. The President will finalise the list in a Cabinet meeting on Tuesday and grant pardons on Wednesday. The National Assembly on Saturday passed the Yoon Suk-yeol administration's first budget of some 639 trillion won for next year. The bill passed in a plenary vote of 251 to 4, with 18 abstentions. The final package of 638.7 trillion won is down by 300 billion won from the government proposal. 4.2 trillion won has been cut in budgets related to the environment, social overhead capital and defence, while 3.9 trillion won has been increased in funds to support people's livelihood and the socially vulnerable. Along with the budget, 19 other auxiliary bills were passed, including tax amendments to lower the corporate tax rate by one percentage point for each tax bracket. The passage comes 22 days after the legal deadline of December 2nd, making it the most delayed budget approval since the National Assembly Advancement Act took effect in 2014. Acknowledging the delay, rival parties still stress the significance of striking a bipartisan deal. However, the presidential office has expressed displeasure over the compromised budget. Its deputy spokesperson, E. J. Young, said Friday that the government hoped to invest more finances to revitalise the economy, but the budget for people's livelihoods has been scaled back due to a push by the majority holding opposition bloc. The National Assembly revisions have decreased the national debt by 400 billion won from the government's initial budget proposal. According to the budget passed on Saturday, national debt will top 1.1 quadrillion won for the first time next year, after surpassing 1 quadrillion won this year. The Parliament has maintained the fiscal deficit level, or the debt-to-GDP ratio, at 49.8%, as proposed by the government. Meanwhile, total revenue is reduced from the government-proposed 625.9 trillion won to 625.7 trillion won. Two former senior police officers of Seoul's Yongsan district have been detained in connection to the Itaewon crowd crush. 
The Seoul Western District Court has issued an arrest warrant for Yi Im Jae, former head of the Yongsan Police Station, and Song Byung-ju, former chief of the station's 112 emergency hotline situation room, on charges of professional negligence resulting in death or injury. Their arrests come 18 days after the first warrant request was dismissed. The court said there was considerable reason to believe the suspects committed the crime stated in the warrant based on additional evidence gathered, and has also cited the risk of evidence destruction. Lee is accused of not taking specific measures after receiving an order from the Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency to thoroughly prepare for Halloween celebrations. He also faces a newly added charge of fabricating official documents for allegedly approving a report that included false information about the time of his arrival at the crowd crush scene. Song is accused of failing to take proper safety measures despite a number of emergency calls about the danger of overcrowding. With the arrest of two key suspects, the investigation will now target higher-ranking officials in the police force. Court deliberations for a warrant requested for Yongsan District Office Head Park Hee Young and others will take place Monday. Health authorities have decided to gradually downgrade the nationwide indoor mask mandate to a recommendation once they see a more stable level of COVID-19 infections. The nation's disease control chief predicted that related discussions may begin as early as the end of January. Kim Soyeon reports. The Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters on Friday announced that it will ease its indoor mask mandate to a recommendation in phases after reviewing infection trends and risk factors concerning different facilities. Authorities will need to check off two out of four key indicators for discussions to begin on first-phase adjustments. The agency did not specify a timeline. The four indicators concern daily infections, deaths and patients in critical care, health care capacity, and immunity among high-risk groups. More specifically, the government said that weekly infections must be on a decline for two or more consecutive weeks, and weekly critical cases must drop on week, while the fatality rate needs to stay under 0.1%. The availability of beds at intensive care units should be at 50% or higher, and booster vaccination rates must be at a minimum 50% among seniors and 60% for high-risk facilities. Although mask wearing will be lowered to a recommendation during the first phase, it will remain a mandate for healthcare facilities, pharmacies, social welfare centers, and public transportation. Once the nation lowers its crisis alert for COVID-19 from serious to vigilance or caution, or its legal infectious disease classification revised down from Class 2 to Class 4, the mandate will likely no longer remain in effect. Meanwhile, Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency Commissioner Chi Young-mi forecast the latest winter spike in infections to peak next month, suggesting discussions on lifting the mandate may take place after the Lunar New Year holiday in late January. Kim Soyeon, KBS World Radio News. The government says the nation's economy will lose steam next year, with growth slowing to 1.6%, bogged down by a global recession. The official 2023 economic policy direction released by the Finance Ministry on Wednesday outlined the grim economic forecast by the government. The revised figure is 0.9 percentage points lower than the previous government outlook announced in June and gloomier than those by the Korea Development Institute and the Bank of Korea. The two agencies earlier predicted growth of 1.8% and 1.7% respectively. There have only been five instances in modern Korean history where the nation's growth dipped below 2% the latest of which was in 2020, when the economy contracted 0.7% due to the pandemic. It then turned around and posted growth of 4.1% last year. 
The policy direction document said sluggish trade and high interest rates will impede recovery next year in areas such as exports and domestic demand. That's all for Hot Issues this week. Thanks for staying with us. Join us again next week for more hot topics and issues making news in Korea. I'm Jim Bully, signing off. KBS World Radio.